Hello everyone and welcome to the Power of Music Thinking. My name is Christoph Zürn and this is the podcast for people with a musical heart and a wicked job. We're looking for stories, insights and tools from the big world of music to inspire leaders and followers to listen, tune, play and perform in whatever field you're operating. One word before we start this episode. Did you know that only a few people who regularly listen to the podcast are subscribers? So please, if you like the show and want to learn from some of the most exciting people in the world with practical tips and inspiring stories that will benefit your personal and business life, stop this recording now and hit the subscribe button. It helps a lot to share the power of music thinking and will keep the show free of charge. Thank you. Today we're in Mumbai. We talk with Gina Ertheva. Gina is a transformational coach, a producer with a master's degree in computer science, an ex-Bollywood singer, the founder of Conscious Music Code and a mind DJ. Gina conveys her story of a successful Bollywood singer who lost her voice at the top of the singing career and how she found and developed the Conscious Music Code that helped her to get back on track and start a new career. We talk about the broad field of music between India and the West and analogies between music and business and the koan of her mentor, Dr. Daisaku Ikeda, which became her life motto, transforming the life state of humankind. And be prepared for a six-minute mind hack exercise at the end of the recording that Gina is performing for us. So lean back and enjoy. And if you're listening in from the car, we suggest that you take a break or do the exercise at another moment. All right, let's get into it. Hello, Gina. Welcome Hi. to the Power of Music Thinking. Wow, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Great to have you. By the way, um, wh where are you calling in from? Where are you in the world? I'm calling in from Mumbai at this point, but I'll be very soon close to where you are <laughs> in, ah, Belgium. Yeah. in Belgium. For now in Mumbai. Oh, wow. Oh, that's quite What's your time now? You're... So it's uh, 1.57 p.m. India time. Oh, so. All right, so it's three and a half hours uh, in between. Yes. Great, yes. so you're, you're off. <laughs> nice. Do you know, with the power of music thinking, um, I always have one question in the beginning. So every listener already knows what, uh, what the question will be. So it's like, what was your first sonic experience or record or live performance that had an impact on you? Um, it was... Uh, is it okay if I say it was something live? It doesn't have to be. It's up, it's so, up to you. You just uh, <laughs> just answer my complicated question. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when I was growing up, it was my grandmom singing. Um, she used to sing these kinds of uh, songs. Some of it was uh, religious songs or sometimes uh, Rabindranath Sangeet. Uh, 
which is a form of music. We can get into that uh, separately. But she used to sing that on her harmonium, you know, the mm-hmm. instrument. And I would uh, sit next to her and she would sing. And that just, that, that because you are asked from the perspective of sonic experience, that just did it for me. You know, her her voice was reverberating through the natural reverberation of the room and the sound of the harmonium and she had a very raw um raw authentic voice and that um and a very powerful one and it did things within me which i don't know how to explain but it it got me into that mode of being really honest uh in my expression of music which i think now i use and the second thing that worked was um, when i was growing up again my dad used to be sailing uh he was a radio officer in the merchant navy and he got all these tapes uh, like those cassettes uh, he would record from the radios and he got this uh, barbara streisand uh, woman in love uh, song i mean there were many songs in that cassette but that one i went on and on and on listening to it so on the one hand i had this in completely raw indian influence um the other hand i had barbara streisand <laughs> yeah that's a that's a beautiful soundscape we can imagine now so, so what you say the that that ancient can i can i call it ancient indigenous folk yeah, yeah. Is, is it folk, folk music so some of it was folk and some of it was written by rabindranath tagore who won the nobel prize for literature he had this he's got a whole bible of music you can say like poetry music and everything and in calcutta where i grew up um his work is like worshipped uh, and it's, it's worshipped quite uh, globally also on many levels but his music ha- is a genre by itself so he she would sing either that or folk music and yeah it was very raw whatever it was it was very raw and real i didn't even understand the words they were difficult words ah. but i just know the feeling of it you know <laughs> Yeah, that's important. That's important uh, to hear the sound, uh, the the sound of the words. Uh, in in one of the podcasts earlier, we we also talked about sound healing. Funny enough, and yes. there it was like um, the, the the holy words. So it's they are not just words with a meaning, no. but the way how you um, pronounce them, how you how you speak them, um, uh, already has an, an influence on uh, on on the body. So yeah, very much. Uh, and um i'm very much drawn to 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 that part because in uh, in the power of music thinking or in the power of music um i also want to to show or to let people listen the very broad field of what's, what's possible it's not only pop music or jazz or rock or hip hop or classical music and exactly. last time i made a little mistake when i said uh, that ravi shankar is uh, um, is folk music so but it's not it's classical indian classical. Music. yeah 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 and and this also means that we don't hear on i would say on spotify or on the radio music that is maybe not meant to be recorded but uh, live uh, exactly exactly um in fact uh, i wanted before you ask me anything else i want to first say something about Uh, you and when i came across your profile and uh, your website and uh i was just like does this man really exist because what when i saw this name music thinking 
I said, wow, like this needs to get really loud. Everybody in the world needs to know this term <laughs> and <laughs> and and the work of I mean, the work you're doing. Then I said, okay, I'm thinking that music thinking is about this, but let's read what this man is actually doing. And then I read, and then I found, wow, so much resonance in what's cooking in my head and what you've been doing. It's amazing. And the fact that you talk to people from across the globe with that very universal, um, intuitive understanding of things and then bringing it into real life or into some sort of execution in whatever walks of life they are in. This is amazing. So thank you for uh, bringing me into that family of people that are doing this through your podcast. <laughs> thank you. It's like, it's like a frequency. So when you're on that frequency, though, a lot of, a lot of things is going on. And if you're yeah. not tuned on it, you might, you might never hear about it. What I like yeah. from what you just said with your sonic experiences there's already let's say like um the one and the other uh let's say the old exactly. and, the pop and the new and I, yes. i like this very much because it, life is not one dimensional so uh -huh. we always have something that's, yeah. uh, that's in between and yeah. but maybe you can also share with us you you're a singer or or you yeah. was a singer a special one <laughs> can, <laughs> you, can you tell us a little bit more about this yes um If, as you can make out from my early influences of of music that I received, when I went into singing, uh, I didn't do it very consciously. I would just sing at home. Um, and my parents tried to train me through singing teachers in my culture, like where I come from. Before you learn ABCD, you must know Sarigama, like the notes of music, you know. Uh, was, that's was it like, Sarigana? Oh. Sarigama Badanisa. So yeah. it's like do re mi fa sol la. So it's called Saregama Padanisa. You have to know that before you learn ABCD. It's like that. In specifically in the part of India where I come from. Not that every Indian family works like this. Also, that's a different topic. How India works. It's like so many countries and one is India. It's like that. Uh, culturally, it feels like. That. Anyway, so I um, they tried training me in uh, singing, and I would literally drive away my teachers because I hated the pure conventional approach. Okay, here's the note. Now you sing, sigh, you know, match your voice to the... I would get a headache. And why I'm sharing this is, you will understand it later, when I um, went into singing, it happened through dance and piano. So mm. the singing was like a side thing that was, that was just there. You know, I didn't care much about it. It was just there as talent I just had. So, um, you know, we're not always very uh, appreciative of what we have. So we, I just treated it like a side thing. I was more interested in dancing. Uh, I should do Kathak, uh, Indian classical Kathak dance. It's a kind of Indian classical dance. And I would uh, play the piano. I learned piano, um, the Western classical piano format so that I really enjoyed because my teacher was really great but then somewhere when the school college festivals would happen I would end up winning the first prize singing songs and playing them on the piano and that got me thinking hey I'm not bad at singing I'm getting I'm winning these contests etc so um, in my education, I took up computer science and went on to do masters. But while the, my college education was going on, I already started getting calls for 
singing in some films. And in India, if you sing in films, um, somehow that is considered great. <laughs> so, because we have a lot of film music, uh, which is music made only for the film. Anyway, so I got calls, but my voice was always like a mix of whatever I had heard. And what I had heard was music from everywhere. I did not understand this idea of genres or this, this. I just knew whatever worked for me, worked for me. Like if it touched me, it touched me. Full stop. I will not dissect it and figure out, okay, what is this? Where? It... Yeah. So I just went with it. And so when my first recording, I just sang in a tone and this music composer, he was like, what, what, what style? I said, I don't know what style this is. This is just me. <laughs> and that's how I ended up um, singing the first Spanish Bengali song. Um, so we had a part in Spanish and we had a part in Bengali. And from there, I won some awards and I started getting calls and singing. Then I went into Bollywood singing. But... Um, What's Bollywood? So, what? Maybe not every listener knows what Bollywood knows what is. Bollywood. I will and, tell and you. So if you can yeah, explain a little bit yes. what it is and where is it yes. used. Exactly. Like I said that in India, film music is considered the most important kind of music. Sadly, that should not be so, but that's how it is. Um, so Bollywood is the entire industry, the film industry in India, which is the the financially strong industry in India. Let's say it like that. There are smaller film industries, regional film industries, but those are not considered Bollywood. Bollywood is like huge budget films, huge, 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 and with all these stars coming in. So what we call as Bollywood music is basically music that is made for Bollywood films. So like that, uh, kind of like they took it. I don't know if they took it from Hollywood and must have, but that's what it is. And I got my Bollywood break and singing looked like it was going to be my thing. So I was traveling, performing, feeling great. But um, I was not getting to do the kind of singing or the kind of music that was in my soul because I was always singing for the film or singing for a music composer's idea. Mm. How, did that, how all... did that work? Did you see the film and you you sang while you saw the, the scenery or was it just a music production? Yeah, so they would always make songs for various scenes and then they would somebody would have composed that song and they would have tried different singers' voices on that song. And then if your voice matched the matched the character or whatever, that, that situation the best, then they would select you. And um, I somehow just uh, never got to express what was inside me. And so then I started trying to do some stuff on YouTube, but then you don't have any money coming in from your own independent work. There's no uh, construct for making it work like that. Um, so I just continued to be in this industry and singing uh, the stuff that everybody sings. And it was very, it was good, but also very frustrating <laughs> because I had a different version of me inside. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you, and, do, you, do you want me to sing something for you from yes, that raw? Absolutely. <laughs> I think every listener is uh, longing for. <laughs> no, Let's give it fact, a try how it works via Zoom. True. In fact, uh, to be honest, um, I actually am doing this selfishly <laughs> because, like I said, 
<laughs> now, of course, I want everyone to experience it. But at the same time, um, as I said, I didn't get to explore much of it earlier. Uh, for many years of my life, I didn't get to sing what I wanted to sing. So uh, now that's changed. But I just feel like doing it for myself and also for everyone. <laughs> So I'm shamelessly uh, propo like uh, proposing that I sing. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to um, sing for you a folk song, uh, a Bengali folk song. And I'm going to mix it with uh, a Persian uh, poem, I mean, a poem by Rumi, which is, of course, in Farsi. And I'm just going to sing a little bit just to give you a taste of it. Yeah, on Zoom, let's hope the audio is clear enough. Mm. Shabaloke koela halona kiza shamshari. Shabaloke koela halona kiza shamshari. Lano no bale sa terekiro, plano no bale. Lalo na baleru saate rakiro, deklam na enom zore. Shabaloke koela halona kiza shamshari. Nasharviya, nabarviya, 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 Tai to resound in no bole. Kehumala kehutas bigole. Tai to resound in no bole. Zawa kimba sharabana. Zawa kimba sharabana. Zateris in horoikare. Shobaloke koila lunakiza. Shong shari. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I could have sung you a Bollywood song, but. You hear that kind of stuff if you go on YouTube, but this you will not find so easily. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you very much for sharing this with us. And I, um, you know, it does with me a lot of associations. So you get an idea, you get an, um, from, from your song. Yeah. It, it, it triggers something in your mind where you, where you see something. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's really beautiful. Nice. So what did you see? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, it, it opens up. For me, it opened up more like, um, you know, now I'm in the middle of a city. But mm -hmm. as soon as I heard this, mm -hmm. I had a different, let's say a different view. But it was not mm -hmm. like that literally. So it was mm -hmm. like, oh, it, it, it gave a lot of space. And uh, that's um, that, that's very nice. And I oh, also like the you. like the it's 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 not only how you said it the sarigana or sarigama yeah yeah, yeah. sarigama. Right. So, but but there are also some, uh, uh, tones in between, and that's exactly uh, that's very <laughs> interesting. So, from with a Western ear, you would say, or if you would file, if you, you would think it's out of tune, yeah. Yeah, or you can't find them on the piano because they're in no. between the keys. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's very interesting for a Western ear to understand. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. Life is not just like, let's say, a keyboard with 88 keys. Yes. And <laughs> so there is more in between and we have to listen more closely. So that's, um, that's a great message. It's amazing that you picked up on that. And that, that again shows me the kind of um, 
education you've had and the kind of execution you've done of that um, deeper, profound understanding of music that you bring into life, that you could pick up on that idea of the in-between notes. And when I started um, recording, that's exactly what my first composer, who I was recording for, said that, hey, you're touch. do you realize what you're doing? I said, what? I don't know. I came in like a, you know, I was like, uh, how to explain? Like I was like some just girl who just walked into the studio. I didn't care what would happen. And so I was very raw and real. And he said, you touched in between pitches. And did you do that purposely? I mean, intentionally, because that's really hard to do. I said, I really don't know. It just comes out like that. And um yeah, that that is what helped me make a mark in the singing world that I could do this stuff effortlessly. But I think for my soul, the way I'm wired to see reality has a lot to do with this and vice versa, you know, because uh, I can recognize it exactly what you said, that there are things in between that you have to be, uh, you don't have to be, it's just you miss out on things if you're not willing to see what's in the spaces <laughs> yeah you know in music thinking i'm using music and, and push it a little bit further and to say from hey are there analogies in the real world it's like if western people go to a different country yes. Um, yes. and they just listen let's say to use this uh, <laughs> this uh, picture and they just use their 88 keys of the piano oh. And they're always saying, oh, that's not right. Oh, that's different. <laughs> that's not okay. So it's like something, hmm, maybe forget your frame, literally, of yes. the keys <laughs> and try to, to listen to listen uh, in, a, in a different way and then go yes. together and see what you yes. can do with them. Yes, yes. You know, in, in the middle of your career, of your singing career, you lost mm -hmm. your voice. Yeah. <laughs> horrible <laughs> that was horrible yeah I um so my name at the time was Sukanya Ghosh that's my original name and I was using uh I had heard this many times in my life oh Sukanya the amazing singer oh Sukanya who can do this 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 kind of singing unknowingly or knowingly um that becomes your identity right that this is your name And this is what you do. You equate the two and you think this is what there is to life. And so when suddenly I couldn't sing, uh, my voice was sounding horrible. I went to the doctor and I tried figuring out what, whether it's a throat infection or something. They gave me some medicines. They said it would be okay, but it never came back. So I could speak, but I sounded like, uh, like, like really bad, grungy, not a good grunge, a bad grunge voice. Um, I say that I used to sound like a goat. It was exactly like that. My own voice, the sound of my own voice depressed me. Like, it would scare me. Like, how can I sound like this? Sukanya, the amazing singer. And that kept ringing in my head, right? Because I remember the sounds of the applauses I've got or the things people say about me or write about me, blah, blah. And then I realized what happens when all that is stripped away from you. Just life just decides to pull it out um that was the beginning of my rediscovery or my rebirth or that was actually the most horrible and yet the most beautiful phase uh, of my life like I started with the duality it's again the same thing 
Mm. Do you want me to share what happened after that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it, it also reminds me to just to to make it closer to, to our listener. It's like, mm -hmm. imagine you're good at something. Mm. You may, you have a career. You mm. People recognize you and pay you for what you, you're good at. Yeah. And all of a sudden, pull the plug. And it and it doesn't work anymore. So, how yeah. does the story go further? Yeah, exactly. And um, I was looking at the faces of these doctors and the results of my throat. Uh, what do you call that? Endoscopy, where they put the camera in. And three times they did that, and their faces looked the same. They said, "We can see that your vocal cords are not closing, uh, like uh, to make the right sounds, but we don't know what's causing it." And the same confused look that made me feel so hopeless at the time. Um, so I would come back home, cry, cry again, come back home, cry. That was my life. But then after a while, I just stopped everything, stopped going to these doctors. And they were really good doctors. They were not like uh, small. They, they were actually the best in the country that I went to and still nothing. So I came back and... Um, I got depressed slowly. I went down the spiral, which kept pulling me into a horrible, dark place. And um, anxiety attacks, insomnia, couldn't digest food. My hair was falling. Uh, I just, I was waking up somehow like a zombie. I would um, just move to the house. And I, I, there was only one thing I used to do. Uh, which was my Buddhist chanting, which I do. And that also, usually when in my normal state, I would be very determined in the, the sound of the chanting is sound of determination, not waiting for a uh, universe to drop some magic on you, but really determining to create a difference. So it's a very beautiful practice. But at that time, I couldn't see the beauty. I could just make the sound. And uh, I chanted like a zombie. That's how I was. And I would chant for hours because there's nothing to do and I would just cry chant cry chant somehow managed to eat some boiled food which would still not go down very well this was my state huh? but um, there was a line that I came across by my mentor uh, Dr. Daisaku Iketa he's a peace activist and also the, uh, uh, the he's a founder or the president of uh, Soka Gakai the organization that taught me the Buddhist uh, practice so he said Mm, that we've got to transform the life state of humankind. And that line was so beautiful, transforming the life state of humankind. And in Buddhism, life state is an internal thing, not what is happening in life, but what is happening in inner, inner life. Wow. Now, at the time, I hated that line because... It was like, hello, you want me to take, to do something for the life state of humankind, but my inner life state, my own life state is horrible. Like I have no life. State. I don't even know who I am anymore. Like I, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. So I really wanted to get rid of that line in my head, but. Like it's like seeing the pink elephant when you're told not to see the pink elephant, and you just see just just that, right? I just went on and on hearing it like a sound loop, like 
on a music production software when you make a loop and you just loop it and you loop it and you loop it it just like plays a, it. i think they they call it a koan in in buddhism so they give yeah. you one sentence to think about and yeah. it could yeah yeah take yeah. years yeah. to get out of it so, get so out of it. what was the escape or what was the moment where it changed so this went on in my sleep i wasn't sleeping but this was one of the reasons i wasn't sleeping this line you know at the time it was the stupidest line in the world but no this line changed my life so after a while i just um, got up from my bed and I, my bed and my desk sorry i'm dramatizing this but this this is exactly how it was no exaggeration i got up from my bed somehow dragged my body to the desk where my computer was had this logic uh, pro software installed i had no clue how to make music or produce music i was always the artist and the performer and this and that but i, i hated all this technical stuff like press buttons and this and that i hated it so i went the person who hated all this she went and sat and i started producing music now i don't know why i was doing that all i knew was i had to do something with music but i couldn't sing and it seemed like i had to make music to transform the life state of humankind that's how it got connected and it was so crazy because i don't know anything i don't have any training but after a few weeks of doing that like um with no purpose i just knew somehow that line has to come true through my music it, it was really funny my the voice in my head was like who the hell do you think you are you have learned nothing about all this and you want to transform there are people who are music therapists they have been learning this for years and who the hell do you think you are <laughs> and then i came across this very simple idea which i think all of us know but we've never seen it like this is that like you said when i sang the song you saw more expanded version of reality you got out of the typical city whatever so the idea was this you hear a certain sound and that can trigger you to to go to a certain memory or thought or an emotion whatever it is for you it can even take you to a bad place right but then you add another layer of a Oh, so let's say a piano takes you somewhere, then you add the guitar or then the drums. With each layer of sound, if you intentionally add it, you can send your mind to different places with each sound. And at the end, you get a combination. How we mix uh, our songs, where we level different instruments, and then we EQ them. You can literally EQ your mind and the thoughts in your mind. And then, if you repeat it. without even consciously thinking of the thought if you if you hear the same sound your mind automatically remembers what it had thought of the first time so that's why sometimes a very sad song can bring a very happy memory just because something very happy happened when the sad song was playing in the background so it's just a power of association such a simple idea but then i took it further further, further and went deeper into it and then what i started doing was i was djing with the thoughts in my mind literally playing with it even the negative i was not trying to avoid negative thoughts and say oh let's just heal my mind magically no i was playing with the negative thoughts and then i just reduced their volume you know it's as simple as that reduce the volume of the negative thoughts or reduce the impact of the negative feelings so literally and, like on a mixer uh, you just exactly 
You, you, just you don't just make sense. in a different position. <laughs> That's it. Or you like EQ it and then garble the things that were too loud and just garble it and then bring it down and just make it fade away. And I said, hey, this is really cool. And then suddenly I started enjoying the technical side to music. Uh, it's, uh, it's funny even saying that because at the time I hated it so much, but now I was enjoying it. And after three years of playing with this, and I mean, three years is the total timeline from meeting the doctors for the first time. And then um, I got back my voice completely. I got back my health. I got back my mental health. I was seeing a whole new, I was seeing the world with a whole new light. And I told the industry people, hey, I'm back into singing. And so I went back to singing, took some time to go back into the industry. But even though I went back to singing, something inside me now was exposed to such a more profound reality of music that I wanted to do that. But I was like, ah. People will think I'm crazy. My friends, some of my friends said, listen, don't go into all this spiritual, motivational, all this uh, stuff. This will, you know, typecast you into that. Just keep doing your normal singing. It's giving you good money. It's letting you travel across the world. You have a good name for yourself. Forget all this. Do it for yourself on the side, you know. And that's what I did. And then 2019, I, so, yeah, 2019, at some point, I felt it would my head would break and explode if I didn't tell people what I had discovered during those three years. That was the birth of my new name, Gina Arthiva, and the concept Conscious Music Code. Is so, there a story yeah. about the, the name? name? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Gina, Gina is, a, is my nickname. They, in India, we use a lot of nicknames. So Gina was always my nickname, and it means to live. Um, but Arthiva is a word I, I created, okay, I coined that term because I wanted a word, uh, I wanted my surname to be something that was very all-encompassing, very universal, where I would not be restricted to one genre or one country or one culture, or one, like truly a global citizen committed to helping humankind. That's what my mentors asked me to do. So. Earthiva is um, Earth and Eva is, I think, blessing in Greek or something. Anyway, it sounded really cool, rhymed with Shiva, which is, uh, again, something I really like. And, uh, A good in, association. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? And uh, in Buddhism, we learned a concept of um, bodhisattva of the earth. So bodhisattva is a person who can help others while also taking care of his or her own problems. Um, and bodhisattvas of the earth were the special disciples of the Buddha uh, who he reserved his final teaching for. And these were people with ordinary problems. They were very earthly and they had not much of great uh, spiritual knowledge, but they had the heart to, and the heart of courage, the heart of compassion to serve the world Um without uh, pretending to be high standing or like some somebody great they were really from the earth so that concept stayed with me so i'm a bodhisattva of the earth gina arthiva want to serve the world with music <laughs> beautiful, beautiful story and you make this now into in, into your work so what i also hear is these two sides so like, like we had in the beginning of of our conversation let's say the the the, the, the ancient uh 
grandpa mm. songs mm-hmm. <laughs> and also mm-hmm. from from the daddy side the yeah. popular the popular music but right. as you said you're also studied computer science so i think mm. it's not so unlogical that you pick up something like logic in this case <laughs> and uh, and and make something with it and and that the doing is actually the and and also a, a bit of perseverance you know just, oh, yeah. just going on going on and making it and yeah. while making actually maybe without knowing coming to to a different place and and now you you offer this um also to yeah to 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 everyone in the world uh, and and uh, maybe that's something that where we where we discussed so to give us some kind of examples of a life hack maybe people who yes. now say oh that's an interesting story but <laughs> so far away and yeah how do we do it <laughs> and uh, so you call it mind djing or or life yeah. hack or what is yeah, it um, more and so, then we would like to hear an example of it exactly because i always say everything should be experiential like otherwise what's the point like right we can just keep talking theory um I call it like um, mind hacks, which are, so people ask me, hey, is your work like music meditation? Is it like sound healing? Is it a meditation? Is it a binaural beats? Is it this? So I always tell them, I had to coin a new term to separate myself from that category of things. And not that that is not useful. That's very powerful. But what I want to do is help people who have crazy, difficult, busy lives and make the the profound wisdom uh, that i gained through through my horrible uh, period available in a simple easy way that anyone anywhere can do and th- this is why uh, so the technique is called conscious music code it's also the name of my company uh, my website everything but inside that i hack into your mind for five minutes or something like that and even in 30 seconds things can happen and i I do the DJing a little bit and then you feel great. So that's the the idea. And then this can be used uh, for personal development, can be used for workplace benefits and that we can go into later, but let me demonstrate it. (laughs) Um, So, okay, let's say we are going to start with a very, uh, let me, uh, okay, let me try to play it like this. See if you hear the sound. And of course, we're doing this on Zoom. The sound quality is not really great. But at least um, it'll give you an idea of what the music hacks or the mind hacks are like. So as you hear the sound, you may choose to close your eyes and just be in this moment for a little bit. Breathe in and out at a very normal, relaxed pace. And let the sound be absorbed by not just your ears, but also through your body. And when you have that, I'm going to play you a new sound. So as you hear this rhythmic thing, you might, I want you to think of something that was a little stressful in the recent past, a situation where things were not very good and you were feeling slightly uncomfortable Um, just notice the emotions in your body as you watch that scene playing out in front of you 
notice your facial expressions, who all were there around you, how they made you feel. And now we're going to shake it all off. So just shake your body, shake your head, your neck, your shoulders, just shake it all off because we don't want to be in a negative place. We want to change that. So once you've shaken it off, here we go. Now pay attention to the sparkly new sound. And as you listen to it, feel like you're being, you're in a place where there's these sparkling lights and they symbolize hope. And think of one situation in your life where you felt really hopeful. Like you felt, hey, this something new that can happen here. New beginnings, new possibilities, and you felt like you have hope in your heart to move forward. And associate that hope, the feeling of hope, in your body with this sound. And then I'm going to add these violins on top of that sparkly sound. As you listen to the sound of these violins, think of a person, a book, a a quote or a movie that has inspired you. The moment you think of this thing, this person, movie, book, whatever, instantly you feel energized and inspired or motivated. Take that feeling of motivation and inspiration into your body and connect it to the sound of these violins. And imagine you're moving forward. So if you're sitting or you're standing, wherever you are, just tap your feet on the floor and think that you're taking steps to move forward with this inspiration, with this motivation, with the image of someone or something that pulls you in the direction of your growth. With hope in your heart and inspiration in your soul. Now, we're going to add another layer of beats. This beat is symbolizing your courage your self-confidence one time in your life where you felt like hey i can do this feel that in your body right now and keep moving keep moving keep moving now you can start moving your body in any way you like and just move with it move with it move with it and then at the end you're going to enter a bubble a bubble of all these positive emotions you have the hope you have the inspiration and you have the self-confidence and the courage to do what you really want to do to feel what you really want to feel and inside this bubble it's like a spiraling bubble and you're moving up you're moving up you're spiraling up inside this bubble it is you who decides how you want to feel all situations all people all things They try to come close to you, but this bubble bounces off everything that you don't need. You're at the epicenter of this energetic circle and you're building up your happiness and your joy. And now, when you feel truly energized and you move with the music, 
I'm going to take you back to the same situation, the same situation that troubled you. Here we go. Now you hear a different sound, the rhythm that we used to think of the negative situation. Now notice how you feel in that same situation when I play this in your head. The same situation, but you enter the situation with a much more positive state of mind. And that's it. So you've got the power to decide how you feel. And stay with the music, stay with the feeling. Let whatever is happening happen, but you know that you feel great inside. So as I fade out, hold the feeling, hold the feeling, hold the feeling. And when you're ready to come back to the real world, feel free to open your eyes slowly. Beautiful. <laughs> nice. Thank you Gina, for giving us this uh, live demonstration. It's really, it was really, really nice. And I, maybe I should have done a disclaimer. So if you listen to this podcast in the car, that you yeah. either yeah. stop yeah. or, or maybe yeah. Yeah. be aware stop. to not go too 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 deep. Um, <laughs> it also is for me. It combines two different things, like technique and technology, Absolutely. and and the technique and the, the the knowing of these ancient things, how uh, melodies, how harmony, how things are can be connected it's like uh yeah like you you prime uh an an an, an experience with the mm -hmm. sound and then mm -hmm. later you use the sound to call to call it up that's that's a very nice technique and the technology that helps to uh, to to bring it all together so it's like um yeah, a little bit like uh, the grandma and <laughs> exactly <laughs> the you see it's... science uh, uh <laughs> together so Thank you very much, Gina. That oh, was really, really great to hear. And um, I will put um, some information into the show notes. And yes. what would be the best to to contact you? So the uh, first, I will just say that it's if anybody wants to experience these um, these tools at home or wherever they are, um, they can go to my website uh, www.consciousmusiccode.com, where you can. Uh, I'm going to be starting subscriptions soon, so you can subscribe. Till then, you can still buy little programs and hacks that work. So that's the way to experience this and to contact me. I'm all, always available on LinkedIn or uh, Instagram or Facebook, or you can email me. It's the same name. It's Gina Urthiva everywhere. So you can contact me anytime. <laughs> Perfect. We'll put everything in the show notes so yeah, people don't absolutely. get confused <laughs> and uh, can just click on it. Thank you very yeah. much, Gina, and good luck with everything. It really sounded great. Thanks for sharing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate this because listening is one of the top leadership skills and I feel honored about this. It is my mission to find, create and share inspirations for meaningful collaboration based on music analogies. If you want to support this, please subscribe to the podcast give us a rating or write a review on iTunes or Spotify. And more inspirations can be found on musicthinking.com. We have a blog and you can download the Music Thinking Framework. 
And finally, I would love to hear your feedback. And if you need help with a business challenge, please reach out to me via email podcast at musicthinking.com.